0: Episode one fifty five on a Tuesday. This is WFS, the Will Ford Show. Thanks so much for tuning in, whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. The NFL scouting combine beginning, I believe, today, or if not, very soon. Um, and we're really fast tracking towards the NFL draft here in April. So today's March first. We've you know got a little over a month before we get to the NFL draft, and uh, some. Big developments going on in the NFL I know you know the NBA just resumed play after the all-star break there's some things that I'm going to talk about in regards to the NBA later on this week but on this Tuesday episode going to focus on some NFL topics uh, mostly quarterbacks um, so the Cleveland Browns today um, just came out and said that they are exploring all options as far as quarterback goes for the 2022 season. Obviously, I think this is coming as a result of what the Los Angeles Rams just did. You know, they were hyper aggressive in building their team and went after a quarterback who was far better than the one that they had in Jared Goff. Even though they were winning with Jared Goff, Jared Goff wasn't good enough, and so they went out and got Matt Stafford, go out and win a Super Bowl. And so now teams, I think, are trying to are, are maybe not every team, but some teams are going to try and emulate that a little bit they might sacrifice draft picks in order to acquire superstars and do the same thing that the Los Angeles Rams just did in winning a Super Bowl. And so for the Cleveland Browns to come out and say that they're exploring all options at quarterback, I mean, it makes sense considering Baker Mayfield is coming up on his contract year. This is going to be his last year on his deal because the Browns picked up his fifth year option. So this is year number five. And uh, after an injury riddled fourth year with the shoulder and And the knee and the foot and this, that, the other, just an injury-plagued season for Baker Mayfield didn't play very well, and the Browns you know missed the playoffs after making it to the divisional round two years before, we figured out, I think, what Baker Mayfield is. Now, obviously, you can't hold the injuries against him just like you can't hold injuries against anybody, but even when Baker Mayfield's been healthy, he's been a decent quarterback at best. He's not special, he's not great, he's got moments of good, Uh, he's got moments of not so good. He's just okay, Uh, and he's a quarterback that you can win games with in this league, but having a quarterback that can just win you games is not good enough in the NFL. Saying a quarterback can win you games is saying that you can win a division with that quarterback, you can maybe win a playoff game or two, but you're not going to win a Super Bowl. And I feel like that's exactly what Baker Mayfield is. He's won a playoff game. But Baker Mayfield doesn't seem like a guy you can win a Super Bowl with. And having a quarterback with plenty of talent around them is good enough to to get you to the playoffs and you can win a playoff game or two. But when you look around that division and really when you look around the AFC, I mean, in the division alone, you've got Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's going to get healthy and you're going to have Baker Mayfield being the third best quarterback in the AFC North. Pending what the Pittsburgh Steelers do at quarterback after Big Ben retired this season. And then you have Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, Josh Allen. I mean, Ryan Tannehill, I would put above Baker Mayfield. Trevor Lawrence, I feel like will be an ascending star. Mac Jones was a Pro Bowler this year. So when you look at the AFC, I mean, Baker Mayfield is a lesser quarterback than a lot of quarterbacks in the AFC. There's just so much talent. And So for the Browns to come out and say this, I think they're recognizing that they might need to be a little bit more aggressive in terms of getting a great quarterback, not a decent one, um, to improve their chances at not only making the playoffs consistently, but winning a Super Bowl. So they're going to look at free agency, they're going to look at the draft, and they're going to look at potentially trading for one of the veteran quarterbacks that will be on the market. And so... It's really tough if you're Cleveland because it's so hard in this league to get the quarterback position right. It's the position that people miss on the most. I mean, there are a lot more quarterback busts than there are sensational Hall of Fame level talents drafted. That's just the the fact of the matter. Baker Mayfield is just good enough that he can win you a lot of games and get you to the playoffs but he's not bad enough to where you can just cut him or, you know, get rid of him and just start over and and go back to the draft. He's kind of in that middle area where just good enough to not get rid of, but he's not bad enough to drop. So you're kind of in a quandary. What do you do? And obviously you can do what you can around him, putting a a fantastic roster around him. Uh, He's Got the best running back tandem in the league, and Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. The best offensive line in the league. The number four rushing game. He's had weapons. A good defense. Good coaching with Kevin Stefanski. You can put all of that around him, but the Browns are still limited as far as the ceiling that they can reach. And the problem when you get to around this time is that Baker Mayfield's contract is is going to be up. You have to decide whether you pay him or whether you let him go. Obviously, you have one more season before you really have to cross that bridge, but the Browns have been thinking about it. You can't pay Baker Mayfield $30-plus plus million because you're going to have to sacrifice one of your running backs, pieces on your defense, and maybe an offensive line piece. That's just what you're going to have to do. You can't keep that team intact, and the Browns will be a worse team because of it. So for the Browns to explore all their options, it makes a lot of sense. Do I think they'll draft a quarterback? No, I just don't. There's not a guy that you can point to in this draft and just say, that's the number one quarterback in this draft. I mean, you have Malik Willis from Liberty and Kenny Pickett from Pitt and Matt Corral from Ole Miss, who's coming off of an injury. There's there's guys out there that I think could be decent, but there's no one that is just screaming at you to take number one overall. Of course, you got to explore your options. I don't think they're going to do it in the draft. In free agency, there really isn't a quarterback that I think is better than Baker Mayfield. There, there'll there be some that might, might be one tier below him, but are far cheaper. Do you want to do that? Maybe. Or do you try to go to the trade market and trade for, like, go all in on Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo, Carson Wentz even. You could maybe try and go get Sam Darnold from the Carolina Panthers. If I'm the Browns, I don't go back to the draft. I don't think you can do that because you have been the worst team in league history at drafting quarterbacks, and you finally got one that's like decent, and to just start over because you want one that's great, I don't know if I want to count on my luck with that. Um, So the Browns, I I feel like, are going to stand pat with Baker Mayfield to go into the 2022 season unless they, they find a trade package for one of the veteran quarterbacks like a uh, uh, Garoppolo or Wilson or Rodgers uh, I don't see it happening but Cleveland Browns fans got to wake up this morning or this afternoon be thinking to yourself Baker Mayfield is not as good as we all thought he was when we drafted him number 1 overall he's talented but the problem with a guy like Baker Mayfield is he's small doesn't have any mobility not the most accurate with the football, and it seems like now he's injury prone. Baker Mayfield is average at best. I would put him near the middle of the league. There's probably 16 quarterbacks that I would rather than Baker Mayfield. Browns fans got to admit that Mayfield is probably not the franchise guy you thought he was going to be. He's all right. He's got flashes of good, but never great, never transcendent, and unfortunately, to win a Super Bowl in this league, you kind of need someone who is at least great. And unfortunately, Baker Mayfield isn't. So I want to shift to the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers because there are reports out over the last couple of days that Aaron Rodgers wants to become the highest paid player in the NFL. He wants to make around $50 million a year base salary. Of course, this has kind of been a, a recurring theme over the last couple of years turmoil between the Packers and And Aaron Rodgers, I floated around destinations for Aaron Rodgers. Of course, he would need to be traded somewhere. He can't just, I mean, he can probably pick where he wanted to go, but ultimately the Green Bay Packers hold the cards uh, and, and they can do really whatever they want. They can keep him or they can trade him to a team that will offer the best package. Really, Aaron Rodgers, sure, he might have a little bit of leverage because he's Aaron Rodgers, but he doesn't have all the say or all the control in this situation. But the reports, I, I feel like, are are true. Aaron Rodgers has come out and said that this is wrong, that I want to be the highest-paid player in the NFL. But a couple of people that were reporting on this were Diana Rossini and Ian Rappaport, two very well-respected reporters as far as the NFL goes. I trust them. You probably should, too. I think it's pretty clear and obvious that Aaron Rodgers, I think, is kind of toying with The Packers, a little bit, because I think Aaron Rodgers knows what he wants to do. I don't think the Packers know what's going on, though. But to me, I don't even think it's necessarily that Aaron Rodgers wants to be the highest paid. I mean, sure, he wants his money. Everybody wants their money, right? But I think it's more about validation than it is money for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has been the highest paid quarterback in the league before, as recently as a couple of years ago in 2018. So he's already done that. It's not like he's never been the highest paid before. If he hadn't been, then I would understand this desire to a certain extent. But he's already been the highest paid before. I know he's won back-to-back MVPs, but $50 million for a guy who's approaching 40, irritable, not easy to, to coach... It feels like Aaron Rodgers is just toying with the Packers here a little bit. I feel like Aaron Rodgers just gets bored at certain points and just likes to to stir up some trouble. I don't think it's necessarily that he wants to make $50 million a year. Maybe he, I mean, that would be nice, of course. Who doesn't want to make that much money? But I think it's more about validating his career with the Packers, how good he's been as he's aged, and maybe even validating that he was the good guy in this situation and the Packers wronged him. But my gut feeling on this is that the Packers have no idea what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. I mean, listen, he's he played his last game at the end of January. He's had plenty of time to stew this stew this over and, and figure it out on what he wants to do, whether he wants to be traded or stay in Green Bay. I think he knows exactly what he's going to do. I don't think the Packers have any idea, though. And that's why you're seeing these reports get leaked. And Aaron Rodgers is denying the reports. And the Packers typically don't like reports about their organization to get leaked because they are a privately owned organization. So very interesting. And uh, so that's going to take me into my final item to close the show. Uh, I really think there legitimately could be around 15 or 16 teams, half the league, that either is thinking about getting a new quarterback or will get a new quarterback by the start of next season. I'm going to take you through 10 teams, though, that and the, these situations are, are pretty interesting, and I'll, I'll start out with the Cleveland Browns and the Green Bay Packers because I just got done talking about Baker Mayfield and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the Browns, I think, will start the season with Baker Mayfield as their, their starting quarterback. Whether he gets traded by the trading deadline or not, that remains to be seen, but I my gut feeling, is though, is that end, at the end of next season, if Baker Mayfield hasn't been traded by then, the Browns will let him go and... They'll maybe bring in someone, a veteran free agent, to be a bridge guy for a year or two before they they get someone in the draft. But Baker Mayfield will be the starting quarterback for the Browns in 2022. The Green Bay Packers, I think, will retain Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, I don't think, is going to go anywhere. He's still got time on his contract. And quite frankly, I'm just not sure where he would want to go. He's got a great relationship with Matt LaFleur. He's been back-to-back MVPs. A lot of success in this system. I just don't. I just don't know where he would go. I the the only destination in my mind that fits the best. I feel like is the Denver Broncos because they hired his offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. They have the money to then bring in Devonte Adams if they wanted to bring his running mate over too. Really underrated weapons on offense. He could go to the Denver Broncos, but I just don't know if Aaron Rodgers would want to go there. I think he's gonna stay in Green Bay with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have a, a pick in the, in the 20s in the draft, and typically the Steelers are not very aggressive when it comes to trading for big names or you know, trading a lot of assets away for big names. They did trade a first-round pick for Minka Fitzpatrick a couple years ago, and that was kind of a surprise, but I just don't see them doing it with a guy like Aaron Rodgers or Jimmy Garoppolo or someone like that in the draft. I think a good fit for them is Kenny Pickett, but I don't think Kenny Pickett's going to be available by pick 22 or whatever pick they have in the draft. And I don't know if the Steelers are going to be willing to trade up, trade assets away to move up in the draft to take a quarterback. So I think they're going to just hit the free agent market, get a guy to bridge them for a year or two. I think they'll get Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Mitch Trubisky is a guy who has a winning record in his four seasons. He took the Chicago Bears to the playoffs twice and got a lot of unfair hate playing under Matt Nagy. I mean, obviously Matt Nagy wasn't a great coach. Mitch Trubisky is a little limited at quarterback, but he's got great athleticism, can move around in the pocket, but doesn't have the strongest arm. And But the thing is too about Mitch Trubisky is he doesn't make the big mistake all that often either. So I think for the Steelers to bring in a guy like Mitch Trubisky who has had a year to sit behind Josh Allen and Buffalo uh, and be in a winning culture and kind of restore his image a little bit because, I mean, Buffalo did nothing but win, really, and they had a good playoff run. I mean, winning cures all, and so Mitch Trubisky's image should be viewed pretty fondly going into the offseason, and I think he's going to find a job. I think he is a starting quarterback in this league, albeit a low-end starting quarterback, but he's a starter, and I think he could play for the Steelers for really the next couple of years and be their, their guy. I think you can compete with Mitch Trubisky, that defense, those weapons, and with a less than average, below average offensive line, Mitch Trubisky's athleticism can make up for that. The Indianapolis Colts, supposedly they're all in on trading Carson Wentz, getting rid of him as fast as possible. Where they move him to remains to be seen, but I think the Indianapolis Colts are going to go to the trade market again and bring in someone like Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo obviously costs a lot of money, similar to Carson Wentz, but the difference between the two is that Carson Wentz is very reckless with the football, makes bad decisions, although he's wildly talented, rocket arm and is pretty mobile for a guy of his size, he makes a lot of bonehead mistakes whereas yes, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to throw the occasional interception just because he lacks a little bit of accuracy, but he's a grown-up, he's been to a Super Bowl. He has played behind Tom Brady. He knows what it takes to win. I mean, he was just in another NFC Championship this year against the Los Angeles Rams. He, as limited as Jimmy Garoppolo is, he knows how to win. He wins more often than not, and he takes teams to the conference championship. And so for the Colts, you could plug him in. I don't know what assets the Colts have to trade away, but you bring him in, and with that defense, a top five offensive line, Jonathan Taylor, that's what the Colts are going to do, I think, is bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. And then they'll trade Carson Wentz, I believe, to the Denver Broncos because the Broncos are going to miss out on Aaron Rodgers. So they need a big arm starting quarterback. And Carson Wentz kind of fits the bill there. Underrated weapons, Noah Fance, Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Javante Williams, and Melvin Gordon in the backfield. And a defense that's pretty solid. And so Carson Wentz can actually make the Denver Broncos a pretty competitive team, but... Ultimately, they'll they'll fall short of Super Bowl aspirations because of the bonehead mistakes of Wentz, but I think that's what the Broncos will do if they miss out on Aaron Rodgers. The New Orleans Saints, of course, they could re-sign Jameis Winston if they wanted to, but I don't think they will. He'll probably end up elsewhere. So I think the Saints are going to go to the draft for a quarterback, but he may not necessarily be their starter week one in 2022. I think that's going to be Taysom Hill, at least for a couple of weeks. But they'll probably draft a guy with a similar skill set, like a Malik Willis from Liberty. Um, And he can play behind Taysom Hill for a few weeks, maybe half the season. Of course, Taysom Hill gets banged up a little bit too. So you might even see Malik Willis a little bit earlier. But I think the Saints go to the draft. You start Taysom Hill for the first couple of weeks until Willis is ready. And there you go. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Obviously, they're holding out hope for Tom Brady to come back, but I don't think that's going to happen. They're going to go to the free agent market to find a quarterback. I don't know if they're going to be able to land a guy like a Russell Wilson or even a Deshaun Watson or a a Jimmy Garoppolo or an Aaron Rodgers. Arguably, their best offensive lineman, Ali Marpet, just retired. And so it feels like since Tom Brady's left... Other dominoes are going to begin to fall. You know They still have to re-sign Chris Godwin, and they may not even be able to do that. Best offensive lineman, a guard is gone. And uh, there are some other offensive linemen that that, their contracts are up. So I don't know if you're going to be able to uh, make a trade for a quarterback given the assets that you're losing in free agency and retirement, but someone who could be a bridge quarterback for a couple of years and keep... The Bucks competitive, especially in the weak division the NFC South, is Marcus Mariota. Mariota has got excellent mobility, great legs, but can be a little bit limited as a thrower. He hasn't really thrown the football since he's been a backup quarterback. He's been used more as a, as a runner. You wonder how healthy his throwing arm, throwing hand is, because if you remember when he was with Tennessee, he uh, was getting numbness in his hand, couldn't really grip the ball couldn't feel the ball, and so you wonder how healthy he is given that he hasn't properly played the quarterback position in a few years. But Mariota seems like a good fit. If your offensive line is starting to deteriorate, he can move around a little bit and be a little bit more dynamic for that offense because obviously Tom Brady, best quarterback ever, best arm ever, but not a mobile quarterback by any means. So it kind of changes the look of your offense a little bit with Mariota in there. The Washington Commanders, I think, are going to be very active in the veteran trade market, free agent market, but I think they're going to miss out on a lot of big guys. So I think they're going to end up trading for Teddy Bridgewater. Just kind of a stable veteran quarterback. He's an adult in the room, good head on his shoulders, limited in terms of arm talent, but doesn't put the ball in harm's way all that often, uh, and can really be a culture builder for this new look Washington Commanders team who will be going into their first season with a new name this year. The San Francisco 49ers are going to move off of Jimmy Garoppolo, or at least they should. Even if Trey Lance isn't ready, they absolutely have to because you traded three first round picks and a third to move up to get Trey Lance. So if Trey Lance isn't your guy going into his second season, then you made a colossal mistake. But the 49ers are going to trade away Jimmy Garoppolo. Trey Lance will be the starting quarterback. He's got a rocket arm, the mobility. I think he can be a really dynamic quarterback in this league. And if you think about that division, and that's what the 49ers are going to do. And then lastly, the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson has been swirled around in trade rumors for the last couple of years. And I don't think he's going to go anywhere. He's going to stay in Seattle. If you think about this division, the NFC West for the Seahawks, you have kyler murray who is the most one of if not the most dynamic quarterback in the league in terms of running and throwing ability and then you have matthew stafford who can make all the throws with his eyes closed basically and then trey lance who is going to be hyper athletic strong arm if you get rid of russell wilson i mean you're easily going to have the fourth best quarterback in that division the worst quarterback so you have to keep russell wilson under contract and uh and, and rock with him because otherwise the Seattle Seahawks are not even going to be competitive in a division as tough as the NFC West. You can't have bad quarterback play or even below average or even average because all of those guys are going to be great, and Russell Wilson is great. He can go punch for punch with those guys. You have to keep Russell Wilson, and he's going to stay in Seattle. That'll do it for episode one. That'll do it for episode 155 of WFS, The Will Ford Show. Make sure you rate and review the show on iTunes, like and comment on SoundCloud. Follow me on SoundCloud. Follow me on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, add the show. Follow me on TikTok, at The Will Ford Show, on Instagram, at Will Ford Show, and on Twitter, at The Will Ford Show, and I'll see you in episode 156 of WFS, The Will Ford Show.